0: Welcome to the Newscape Higher Ed Podcast, featuring your hosts Don Betts and Mark Stansberry.
1: The culture leadership, in many ways,
2: resides with those who bear the responsibility
1: and the titles.
2: Students, faculty, members of your administration know that the trustees and the president are there to make sure they're successful.
0: This episode is the first in a multi-part series: five key factors for campus success. In this episode, Don and Mark discuss the first factor, culture. This podcast is brought to you by Newscape Higher Ed Advisors, helping university leaders effectively serve their faculty, staff, students, and community. Visit newscape.us to find out more.
2: Welcome to our second episode of NewScape Higher Ed Advisors Podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury. And I'm Don Betts. You know, we've covered several subjects last time, Don, that uh, that come to mind in a, from an overview more of anything else. And today in the next few episodes, we're going to focus on uh, five key factors. I would say factors that involve the higher education as far as the campus, but also beyond the campus. And uh, One is culture, uh, creativity, collaboration, uh, connection or connecting, and communication. Um, The first one we would like to focus on uh, for this episode is culture. And when we talk about culture, why is that important from a presidential view uh, as far as making success happen because of culture in higher education? Well,
1: you think, see, Mark, I, I listened to you to, um, lay out the five various areas of focus, and I think we have to start with culture. I think of the institutions that both you and I have known over a period of many, many years, and we can almost create an, a hierarchy of um, institutions in terms of their connection to one another based on culture. And we've often said that we can spend even a very short time on a campus And we sense the culture and it's usually fairly accurate. And it really shows through a combination of the attitudes and the subjects and the behaviors and the motivation that you find uh, when you meet with faculty and students, administrators, other staff, people, alumni, the public interacts with the uh, institution. And to me, the culture is so significant because it's the it's the created galvanizing connection that brings people together. Those values and virtues, those habits that we believe to be so important, I might even say so sacred, that they really help define who we are. And so I'm always watching and learning how culture develops and then how it's sustained, because it's possible to lose culture and a focus uh, if you don't actively work at it. And I, I think it's appropriate, Mark, that we're talking about culture now as a natural connector of people at a time when there's so much polarization. You know, we listen to the commentaries, political, social, and otherwise, about how we have so many reasons to be divided and that our identities are becoming so circumscribed and narrow that we really have no real connection. But culture, particularly institutional culture, it really leaps that Fence that barrier and says no there are there are reasons more than important more than a few reasons and rationales for us to find one another to connect to one another and to create the outcomes for those that are there to learn and those that are learned to serve there to serve so our focus on culture to me of the five cities that you mentioned, I think is really significant is the first one
2: no question, the significance is very high. And I I think of what you just said about outcomes and to have proper outcomes, you have to have. And I'll talk about regents and trustees, the importance of having uh, board members who are um, engaged and engaged in the culture. Engaged meaning uh, showing up at the graduations uh, as far as commencements, uh, giving talks around the campus, around the communities, uh, being engaged in the board meetings uh, because uh, word gets out. If we have good attendance or not at board meetings, word gets out if we're engaged or not. And so the importance of culture is beyond just uh, a campus culture. And especially in this day and time, we need to be very uh, aggressive, I would say, in, in how we uh, bring the boards together uh, with the presidents. And I say boards, the board of regents, but there's also committees and other advisory boards along the way that we have to work with. So I think it's very important that uh, we have board members who are not only would I say, I'm, I'm stressing the word engaged, but understand the history. Uh, there are terms that board members serve. Uh, sometimes a board member may serve only four years, eight years, 12 years, whatever it might be. And so the note of the history of the campus is so important because it's a continue continuation of the past. Uh, the last campus that you served as uh, president of, Don, it was established in 1890, and there were five individuals you've named before in some of your talks and presentations that were students, the first students uh, on the campus of now a campus that has 16,000, 17,000 students or so. And those five students, I can't name the names, but I know that they were so important to the f- foundation higher education where it is today and so when somebody comes in to become a Regent or trustee they need to understand the history they need to understand the culture of where it's where it was and how it's evolved over a period of time but also understand the culture for the future and and now the challenges beyond the campus uh, it, it winds up being online and so how, you know, I would say that uh, the board can be active from the standpoint of making sure the websites uh, or website of a university is, is up to date, current. It reflects the culture. Even if a person doesn't attend uh, the university, they can go to online and learn a lot from a website and also from the, from the classroom. I, I, w- I wound up several years ago being invited to speak uh, at a university. Uh, master's degree program, and so I wound up. I was very prepared; had uh, handout material and so forth. And uh, so I walk into uh, into the onto the campus, and I uh, was shown where I was supposed to go make a presentation. It was a little small room, and I was expecting eighty to a hundred people, students, to listen to me lecture. And it wound up this little tiny room had a monitor and a screen. And I was talking to, it's like we're doing this uh, podcast today. I wound up uh, talking to people around the world. It was a Master's of Energy program, and uh, I was taken back because I wasn't prepared. But I loved it because it's supposed to last about an hour max, lecture, and it wound up a conversation really over about two hours. And these students were engaged. Uh, use the word engaged again because that's it was showing culture around the world and how important that campus is away as much as anything. So, anyway, I feel like uh, that the culture is beyond the campus. It goes, you know, engage the students' community now online. So, how do you plug that in uh, when you're not going to be on the campus, but where you keep the culture alive?
1: Well, I'm actually very interested to hear you talk about your experience because I know colleagues around the country that um, are very involved in online learning beyond the classroom, etc. But how do you effectively communicate what you just said, and that is the quality and dimensions of culture? Some institutions do it very well, and for some others, probably not so well. Uh, I think that's why I have always been interested in hybrid learning, because I have found the combination of the online as well as the face-to-face able to transmit, perhaps for me anyway, a fuller dimension of what the culture is about, because beyond beyond the subject matter, which is absolutely essential, and we talk often in about transformative learning but beyond the subject matter is a whole host of growth opportunities and development that occurs education that occurs for the individual and how do you in fact create the circumstance where that happens when someone is not looking at you. Uh, someone is actually listening, uh, even at a distance, maybe distracted by a number of different circumstances. So I think we have to be incredibly conscious about how we communicate culture and, and see it as a sustainable opportunity and almost a sustainable obligation. Otherwise, it becomes a little too amorphous and perhaps uh, not as distinctive and maybe not as relevant. But there's some dimensions of the culture that you've raised that really f- become laser-focused for me. And one of them is a culture that, that demands and encourages excellence. Because there are a number of cultures which can be espoused, but when they're actually practiced in the behaviors and the attitudes day-to-day, they do not, in fact, speak to that value and that virtue. So we can write something down and say, we're going to do this, But the proof is in the result, and the result is we don't really live what we say. The walk, the talk issue, we all know what that's about. So I think it takes an extra focus to understand, uh, James Butler wrote about this in terms of excellence, an extra focus of how you lead people together to a level of excellence. And that, to me, is is a a fascinating and fundamental virtue uh, that we would be focusing on in this in this particular area of culture. And the other point, beyond excellence, I can't imagine an institution that um, espouses to create learning opportunities that really mean something to individuals that isn't grounded in trust. We talked many times, Mark, you and I, about grounding values and virtues. And trust throughout the literature and through personal experience of all these years keeps coming back as the fundamental nucleus of building a learning community. If that trust is there and it's not easily sacrificed or given up, even in times of challenge, I think you have something very special. I can, I can often sense an institution uh, that is trust-based.
2: Uh, and sometimes we are surprised when we don't find it. You mentioned trust. And trust from the board is very important to me. And I know among board members, we've discussed it. And that trust is definitely on campus when a president has an open door policy. Communication is so important. One of the C's we're going to talk about is communication in the upcoming episodes. And to have that communication where individuals, whether their students, faculty, uh, members of your administration, can sit down and members of the board and community can sit down with a president and discuss issues. And at times confidentiality is very important. Um, the trust goes beyond uh, the president's office, goes beyond um, definitely the, the boardroom. And that when you have a campus, uh, especially like you, uh, uh, you uh, led the last university you led was uh, international students, uh, Uh, close to 2,000 international students, but you had rural and you had uh, uh, the urban and how you were able to open communication with so many individuals across so many different interests, uh, so many different beliefs, but able, as I mentioned uh, at the last episode, is when you walk across a campus and you you feel that the importance is there is that they are very important individuals, no matter what walk of life they've come from, that, they're, that they know that the trustees and the president, and you can feel it, or the regents, are there to make sure they're successful. And that's the culture that I saw when you led as president. And I say that uh, together, we're, we're speaking from a humble position, and that there are different ways to administer. There's different ways to build trust. Um, and there's, uh, different ways the board chairs can work together, uh, with a president or presidents. But I think that trust is so important when you're setting the, the mission and the vision and it's in, uh, the, you see it across the campus and the values that you have. So I think all that ties in, uh, to a, a trust and they, uh, the people, uh, when they're Children uh, who are young adults at times uh, come to the campus. The parents are wanting to know there is the trust. Um, Of course, they're all ages come to a university, but they want to know that there's a trust level. And that's where we come in and can help them in that regard.
1: You know, I think for some of our, our, our colleagues and friends and for just anyone that may be interested, when you think about culture, sometimes it sounds a little bit esoteric. It's a little bit, um, removed from, from the issues I must face every day. And I've always seen culture in a slightly different way. And I think it really reflects some of the things you've said. And that is the culture is really how we live and what we do. So we used to say, you know, by what we say and what we do, By what we accept and what we reject, by what we champion, that we in fact create and define our lives, our communities, and our institutions. So you can um, post all kinds of optimistic phraseology to a campus or to an institution or to a company about how you want people to act. But if they don't see that action, they don't see that attitude in the daily work of those from presidents and trustees right on down, then there is um, an element of hypocrisy that finds its way into, if not the consciousness, subconsciously. He says that's how we're supposed to be, but he does in ways that in fact don't reflect those values. They say Versus they do. So culture doesn't have to be some strange removed idea. It's what did we do today? So we always say or say often on on campus, you know, did we make a difference today? Did it make any difference that we showed up in the life of? And then you can start the litany of all those individuals that we're responsible for. Did it make a difference today that the regions took this decision and impacted the lives of of institutions, faculty, staff, students, administration, et cetera. If we are honest with ourselves, there are days when we look back and say, I didn't impact the culture much today because I didn't really focus as I should have, as opposed to we really knocked it out of the park. Why? Because we were able to create a circumstance where someone's life, someone's life in real time, actually took a different turn, had an opportunity open, had an affirmation they didn't anticipate. And suddenly their trajectory changed. And so, you know, a day becomes a week, a week becomes a year, a year becomes a career. And suddenly you look back over almost 50 years and say, did it make a difference? Or we used to say in, in the eastern part of the state, did you leave the woodpile any higher than you found it? And I think that is a, a litmus test for all of us. The culture to me has to exude the notion that there is real caring here for what happens, not because we wrote it on the wall or posted it in a book, because of what we did yesterday, today, and tomorrow
2: for someone else. You mentioned caring, and I think a, an effective board member, effective board chair, cares that the president uh, executes the vision, the plan, and in the mission without being micromanaged. And that goes back to a word you mentioned a minute ago trust. And that's part of the culture. And I see that uh, faculty, they feel that. Uh, I, I believe students feel that as well. And that's why I think when you walk across a campus, you can see those that micromanage and those that don't. And the effectiveness of being able to trust and depend upon a culture that we're, we're in it together. It's a team effort. And to have that comfort level within our own selves, <laughs> to know that we're all in it together, that no matter what happens, that that vision we're carrying all the way. Uh, especially when you're also dealing with um, multi-campuses. Many times you're not looking at just uh, the one campus. You may have several campuses that, that we have to uh, definitely look at as far as being able to carry the culture forward. And uh, that's something that, uh, again, goes back to proper execution. And, uh, and that's the culture that I really like working around and one that uh, I encourage. Yeah, as you have for, for many, many years, that's to say the least. So I was thinking of,
1: of a, a volume that Stephen Covey's son wrote, and the title was The Speed of Trust. That you really move ahead as an organization or as a university or as an effort, um, only as fast or slow, uh, as the speed of trust. Because if the trust isn't there, then the, the recorded advances are probably mythical or uh, tangential, um, ethereal or not really going to grasp them and hold them for a long time. Have we really moved forward? individual and, and the group's um, opportunities if trust isn't there. And the answer is is, is true. So for me, I, I think it's really important for the leadership, presidents, and particularly boards, et cetera, all in those positions of responsibility to see themselves as weathermen, um, that they are capable and responsible for helping to create the institutional weather So you go on a campus and it can be bright sun, but the weather really is cloudy, a little dismal. You can go on a campus that's under a midst of a a blizzard and the the energy is upbeat and positive, not based on uh, a kind of artificial optimism. But because they understand what their roles and responsibilities are, they understand that they can connect with one another to create outcomes And they understand that they can count on each other. So, what's the institutional weather at your institution? Is it uh, partly cloudy with a chance of continuing showers, or is uh, is it a bright sunny day? No matter what the external temperatures are, because inside the weather is generated by people's attitudes, by
2: their trust of one another, and they are in fact living the culture they hope hope to attain. Don, in this episode uh, discussing culture. Uh, what three takeaways do you have uh, that can be applied uh, when it comes to higher education? Well, I feel in many ways, Mark, we just
1: as we do in these uh, short interludes we have together is to kind of scratch the surface of, a, of an immense issue. And I think any of our colleagues out there that are, are living this work and this mission and this calling uh, understand that uh, what we can offer here is is a glimpse into realities that they live every day and they probably thought of a great deal as well. But I'll come back to some things that are fairly obvious. First is the role of each one of us to create the culture around us, uh, to be the one that can actually um, reset the compass for others uh, by the way they act, not on a momentary basis, but the consistency and the sustainability of what we do. I think that's really important. Secondly, is that we really have to reach out to other people and build that trust. It's not something that you have to hide under a bushel or act like it's unimportant. And I guess third for me is any progress you hope to make um, in a culture is going to be based on trust. Many other factors are are important. It's not necessary and sufficient condition for the growth and change, but it's absolutely necessary. If that's not there rooted in character, et cetera, I'm not sure that any institution can really move forward. And in that context, while everyone has the responsibility to be trustworthy, and everyone has a responsibility to work together for these ends, um, that the culture leadership, in many ways, resides with those who bear the responsibility and the titles of of the leaders of those organizations. Now, sometimes at at the organization, at the institution, the centers of leadership are in other places besides at the regents or at the president, but most of the time it's in those areas. So... As you begin your day tomorrow as a president, chancellor, uh, regent, um, you have a chance to do, I guess, the reason why you showed up in the first place. Recommit yourself to consciously building that culture, that culture that will create opportunity and a culture based on trust.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed the discussion of the first key factor for campus success, culture make sure to visit our website at newscape.us. We've added a resources section and you can find links to articles that Don and Mark have found helpful. You can also read more about Don and Mark and the services they provide. Thanks to those of you who've written us with questions and comments. We hope that you'll keep them coming. You can find our email address on the website and we hope to hear from you soon. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Join us next time when we move on to the second factor, creativity.